ऑडियो हॉप पॉडकास्ट दिस इज द विस्की एडवाइजर शो ऑन दिस शो वी सैंपल सम फाइन विस्कीज शेयर इंटरेस्टिंग टेल्स एंड ट्रिविया एंड आंसर योर मोस्ट इंपॉर्टेंट क्वेश्चन अबाउट विस्की And now here's your host the whiskey advisor Uday Balaji Hello everyone welcome back to the whiskey advisor show In the last two episodes we looked at the world's two highest selling single malts Glenfiddich and the Glenlivet both incidentally are from Spacer This week I'll be taking you and the rook to a whole different part of Scotland to one of my favorite places in the world Isla Today we're going to be speaking about the really iconic whiskey most of you would have heard about it probably don't know how to pronounce it it's Laphroaig uh, I mean the name itself I don't know it it's just so stoic yeah stoic for sure wait till you taste it So Uday okay take us back and tell us what happened here So we got to go back to 1812 on the small island of Isla there were two farmers brothers in fact Donald and Alexander Johnston So they bought a little land on Isla and started a cattle farm. So whatever feed that they were going for the cattle, they uh, whatever excess feed that they had, they decided to distill it. By 1815 what happened was their distilled whiskey that they were selling was way more popular mm-hmm. than I mean it was making more money than uh, the cattle were making. Okay. Right? So they decided okay, enough is enough. We've got a great business going here. Let's start a distillery. Cool. So if you see any bottle of Laphroaig 1815, that is the year that they started. And uh, the name Laphroaig, I'm not a Gaelic expert, but I believe it means broad hollow by the bay. And uh, that this was followed by something rather unfortunate in 1847. Uh, so Donald, while he was working at the distillery, had this freak accident where he fell into a whiskey vat and died. Okay, poor guy. Yeah, it's really sad, you know. But I guess if uh, you got to go, that's not a bad way to go, you know. So then, many years on, in 1908, Donald's grandson joined the distillery. He his name was uh, Ian Hunter. Mm-hmm. So at this point, things get quite interesting. So what happened was Lafroy at the time was not really selling across the world as a single malt, you know. It was being sold to other people who were using it in blends mm-hmm. so the main person who was buying it was a gentleman by the name of peter mackey mm-hmm. and he was from the mainland and he used to use this in blends okay this gentleman is one of the great legends of uh, scotch history you know one for what he achieved and one because he was a real character and i'll tell you why okay so he was also the owner of lagavulin and a lafroig agent now ian hunter wanted to you know start marketing his malt and start you know building a brand so what did that mean he had to start selling less whiskey to peter mackey and mackey did not appreciate this so now when he cut off mackey as an agent obviously the gentleman was really upset about this and he wanted to get back at lafroig and ian hunter and in some way maybe squeeze them into like you know supplying to him again mm-hmm. so what did he do you need to understand that isla is a very small island and lagavulin to lafroig is just like about you know a half an hour's walk okay so the waterway that goes that supplies um lafroig is called the kilbride stream mm-hmm. 
So now what this guy Peter Mackey did was he filled it with stones and then all of a sudden Lefroy didn't have any water. There are only three ingredients in whiskey and you don't have water, you can't do anything. You can't make the whiskey, you can't cool your systems. So then this is like one petty neighborhood, neighborhood fight, right? So then they had to go to court, mm-hmm. get him to take off the stones from the stream so that Lefroy could get the water going again and the whiskey uh, made again. It didn't stop here. Mm-hmm. Mackey was just not willing to get, uh, you know, give up. Okay. So then what he did was he went and hired the head brewer from Lefroy. And he made exact copies of the stills and even used the Kilbride stream to come up with this new distillery called Malt Mill. Okay. And he even tried to buy the land that Lafroig was on. You know, you're just basically trying different approaches to get, get back at these guys. Yeah. Nothing worked. The owners of the land of Lafroig ended up selling to Lafroig, didn't sell it to Mackey. And uh, Malt Mill never really made an impact. It kind of chugged along and eventually closed in 1960. But the truth is, Lafroig just went from strength to strength. Okay. Okay. I mean, those are a lot of ups and downs and twists and turns in that story. It is. And, you know, I think Ian Hunter is a very pivotal character, you know. He seemed to be a man of resource. He seemed to really find opportunities, make adversity into an opportunity. I'll give you an example. So, 1920 to 1933 was a very pivotal moment. We've talked about this prohibition in the USA. And uh, Irish whiskey, for example, really suffered, you know, mm-hmm. couldn't get their whiskey into the market. It was a challenge. But this guy is really clever. So what he did was he made, took advantage of how this whiskey smelt. So if you see a lot of people and they smell Lafroig, they'll be like, oh my God, this smells like medicine. So what did he do? He bottled it as, as medicine and sent it across to the US. The customs officials smelt it and they're like, oh God, this is medicine and passed it through. Lafroig whiskey was bootlegged to the U.S. as medicine. Okay, wow, that is... It's it's amazing. And also, there's another interesting thing that he did. He made a really radical move for the time where he appointed a secretary, a lady by the name of Bessie Williamson, to take over from him as successor. This is unheard of, you know. The lady, the secretary, what does she know about making whiskey? It is, uh, you know, it got tongues wagging. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it turned out to be a masterstroke. Bessie Williamson is considered one of the legends of the Scotch whiskey industry, the very first woman to manage a Scotch whiskey distillery in the 20th century. And she spent over 40 years at the distillery on Isla. So it's like she, you know, she became bigger than the distillery. She was an ambassador for Isla. She was an ambassador for Isla whiskey. Apart from, you know, being such a pivotal person Mm -hmm. in uh, Lafroig itself. But decades on, uh, the distillery has had some really legendary managers, whether it's uh, Ian Anderson or no, John Campbell, who's been there for 25 years. And uh, they're the highest selling Isla malt. If I'm not wrong, they're in the top 10 best selling whiskies uh, in the world. Sorry, best selling single malts in the world. So, uh, you know, I remember you told me that, you know, you visited the distillery. I guess that must have been a very good experience. Oh, absolutely. I've been to every whiskey distillery on Isla. And uh, it was actually a really nice experience. So I told you, you know, it's a really small island. Uh, so I was staying in the town of Port Ellen. And Lafroig is about a half an hour walk from there. So it was a nice stroll, just kind of, you know, looking at... And all the distilleries on the east coast of Isla are all on the water, all on the sea. It's called the Kidalton uh, Coast. Okay. 
So I was just walking down, enjoying the sea view, enjoying lovely weather. It got a little nippy by the time uh, I reached the distillery, but it was a beautiful day. And uh, as luck would have it, I ended up getting a private tour. And it's really, really lovely to go to the distillery because you can see so many parts of the process, you know. So Lafrag is one of the f- a few places that still does their flow malting. So I got to, you know, walk, uh, look at the furnace, look at their maltings. I even got to walk into the kiln floor, which you normally don't get to do because, you know, they'll be uh, kilning barley and it's a little too hot to go in there. Mm-hmm. So that was a fantastic opportunity. Okay. And I even brought back some peat and some, um, some peated barley from there. And then what happened was I uh, went to for a warehouse tasting. So folks, if you ever go to a distillery and they have uh, the option of letting you taste whiskey in the warehouse, take it. It's fantastic. You get to taste directly from the cask. Not only is it non-chill filtered, you'll still even get the little bits of char in your glass. That's how raw it is. And that's the best way to drink whiskey. Drinking completely unfiltered whiskey in the warehouse of the distillery Trust me, it doesn't taste any better than that anywhere in the world. So what I got to taste that day was some a real treat, you know. So one was, uh, actually all were sherry matured whiskeys. Mm-hmm. But the one that I really enjoyed and I picked it up also at the end, I could bottle a uh, bottle of it and bring it back, was a 13-year-old uh, Lafroy matured in PX sherry, mm-hmm. Pedro Jimenez sherry. And that was an absolute bomb. Okay. And interestingly enough, so when you go into the warehouse for the tasting, right in front, you'll see this big, um, you know, a large warehouse, which is uh, locked. You can't go into it. Okay. And the first cask that you see right in front is signed by King Prince Charles himself. Oh. So apparently he's a big fan of uh, Lafroy whiskey. In fact, if you look at the bottle, it'll clearly say, by appointment to his, his Royal Highness, the Prince of Wales. So, essentially, he gave them the royal warrant in 1994. Okay, that sounds very nice. I mean, interesting. That's quite the endorsement, I have to say. So, during the distillery visit, there's another interesting thing that you can do. So, if you've ever bought a bottle of Lafroig, you'll get this little booklet inside it. It's the Friends of Lafroig uh, booklet. So, basically what it says is, if you bought a bottle of Lafroy, you have the right to one square foot of land on Isla. Amazing. Yeah? And when you go to the distillery, you can print out your uh, land certificate. You, I mean, this is just for fun, right? And they'll give you a rent. Okay. So the rent is basically, I think, it's a 180 ml small miniature bottle of uh, Lafroy in a can. Very cool. And if you want to, you can buy your galoshes and walk through the land all the way up to this little plot that they've given you coordinates for and take your country's flag and plonk it in the ground. That sounds... Yeah. So I've got one Indian flag all the way out there. It's fun, you know. It's uh, it's not like you can take that land and do anything with it, but it's just a cool way to, you know, have a connection back yeah. to Isla. Yeah, yeah. Show that gesture. But I just think it's a very neat uh, idea, you know. I know it's just a gesture, but when you're at that machine printing out your land certificate and you get your rent and you're planting your flag, it's quite cool. Yeah. I have to say. Okay. We'll also be putting up photos of uh, my visit to the distillery on social media and in the show notes. 
So please take a look and uh, let us know what you think. Okay. And thank you so much, Uday, for, you know, giving us the experience of your distillery tour. Oh, most welcome. But, you know, Uday, ever since you have told me about that seaweed and iodine smell, I, I, no, I have to say this, uh, I am a bit apprehensive of how it is going to taste. Well, you never know what to expect, you know, because people generally, they don't like say, ah, it's okay. It'll either be, oh my God, I love this or oh my God, this is horrible. I'll give, so what happens when you go to the distillery? So at some year, I don't remember when this was, Lafroig ran this campaign where they gave people Lafroig for the first time and captured their reactions. So as you're walking into the distillery and around the distillery, you'll see these, uh, you know, posters of how people reacted. I'll tell you a couple. Okay. One, it tastes like a burning hospital. Yeah, that so is back funny. to the medicinal. <laughs> so this one is going to be interesting. Probably my favorite. So this uh, gentleman or lady when they drank it said, it's like drinking wet grass, a handful of dirt and a hint of frog. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't imagine having a frog, right? So, you know, Uday, whatever, these descriptions aren't helping honestly. Well, there's only one way to find out whether you like it or not, Piyush. Let's get into the tasting. We hope you've enjoyed the episode so far. But before we go ahead, here's a word from our partner. Enjoying this podcast? You can also catch this and 200 plus such podcasts on Karwa 2.0 with BBC India, Film Companion, Open Mic Poetry, Sadhguru Isha Foundation, Indian classical renditions by the greatest maestros, stories, rhymes and GK for your kids. Oh, and did we mention the 5,000 preloaded songs and 100 plus unique playlists every day? To know more, go to www.saregama.com now. And we're back. Let's continue. All right. So we're tasting Lafroig 10 today. Piyush, would you like to do the honors? I would love to. Pouring it. To whiskey greatness. To whiskey greatness. It's a sign of greatness when he pours more than he should be pouring in the glass, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Okay. As always, Slanja. Slanja. Oh, wow. I always love the aroma when I open this bottle. What color are you getting, Piyush? So, I'm getting a deep copper, maybe burnished and deep copper somewhere between that. Okay. That sounds about right. How about the texture? I'll roll the glass now and... So, uh, I mean, is it a medium body? It's, it's fairly light. Light to medium is what I'd say. And let's go on to the nose. What are you getting? I'm getting burnt rubber. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also getting a hint of seaweed. Mm -hmm. And like we mentioned, some iodine. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's about it for me. Yeah, it's definitely... Extremely maritime, there's no doubt about it. Um, surprising that you said seaweed. Uh, that's definitely something that's there. That nose is certainly there. So the reason is the peat has a lot of seaweed in it. And when it's burnt, it gives that flavor to the whiskey. Yeah. So Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm also getting a bit of gas. A bit. Possibly. So I'd say it's definitely pungent. You know, iodine, saline, seaweed. It's all those descriptors. Very... Kind of earthy for me. Onto the palate, let's take a sip. What do you think? 
it's again there, there's a burnt rubber on the palate and a bit of vegetative on the palate mm. okay so that's about it for me folks in case you're wondering where piyush is getting uh, these descriptors it's because we use a flavor wheel so you know it's kind of a guidance for people to uh, pick out flavors rather than you know just blindly looking for uh, descriptors yeah so this whiskey for sure you know again going back to the nose any kind of like that earthy mossy peaty um, peaty for sure you know but within that peat mm-hmm. it's very important to understand what peat flavors you're getting and uh, so this iodine is very saline very maritime on the palate it's quite a light body you know but obviously it's very peaty smoky salty medicinal all those things it's quite an aggressive whiskey but to be fair you know any peaty whiskey you got to give it a little time and just like you know when you walk into a room and there's a bad smell whether it's good or bad your nose starts to get used to that smell and then you start getting those secondary aromas the lighter aromas that's very important to look at so in this i'm definitely getting a strong sweetness it's like a light sweetness but very strong citrusy malty and this is the case with any pt whiskey that you have you will start getting notes after a little while that were previously masked by that peat smoke so shall we go into the whiskey range today yeah let's quickly talk about the whiskies that lafroig has um it's quite a set of expressions we're not going to dive into every single expression that they have uh but broadly it goes from the lafroig 10 which is what we're tasting today to uh like festival releases like the kedges which is what is released for the isla festival every year all the way up like the 30 year old but uh i'll just stop for a second and recommend the ones that i feel you should look out for partly from an indian perspective as well if you look at the lafroig website you won't even find the lafroig 18 But recently I was in Gurgaon and I saw Lefroig 18 in a bunch of uh, liquor stores. It's probably worth buying, you know. We don't get it anymore out there. And another interesting one, you know, I was just talking about uh, how you get those other secondary flavors if you just let it sit for a while. If you're going through duty free look for the Lefroig PX. So this is a Lefroig whiskey finished in Pedro Jimenez casks and this will give you a much stronger sweet note. apart from the peat those are my favorite whiskies kind of sweet and smoky sweet and peaty whiskies are delicious and if you want to crank up your lafroig 10 experience there is a lafroig 10 cask strength the limited edition released in batches every year look for it if you're abroad if you really want to get into it absolutely fabulous whiskies it's currently in batch 11 i was in the uk recently and had it really really good highly recommend uday that was a fantastic tasting session and i might want to just add on to this now i have been waiting for this ever since you spoke about the characteristic flavor of isla you know lafroig is something i'm looking forward to i'm really glad piyush because uh, i was hoping that you wouldn't be in the camp of people who hated it and i'm really glad that you're in the lafroig camp now welcome okay thank you All right folks so that's it for the episode of the whiskey advisor on Lafroig in next week's episode we'll be traveling to the highlands and explore a whiskey that's a key part of a blended whiskey that i'm sure most of you would have had in the meantime 
please send in your questions and comments via email, Instagram or Facebook and we'll answer as many as we can. All our handles are at the end of the show. Till then, drink well and drink responsibly. Cheers. Cheers. If you want to learn more about whiskey and Uday's work, visit thewhiskeyadvisor.com. You can send in your questions to us on uday at thewhiskeyadvisor.com or Instagram or Facebook at thewhiskeyadvisor. That's whiskey without the e. The show was brought to you by Audio Hop Podcasts. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter at Audio Hop Podcasts. We'll be back next week. Until then, keep your spirits up and drink responsibly.